welcome to First Order of Business, where we talk to experts about everything related to starting your own company. Stories are crucial for every entrepreneur who wants to bring their idea to consumers, pitch to investors or engage their stakeholders. In this episode, we talk to storytelling expert Giuseppe Marzio about the why and how of storytelling. My name is Susanne Snell, a first-time entrepreneur currently in the ideation phase of starting her own business. I am in Utrecht, in the Netherlands, and with me is Rutger Braspenning, my partner and co-host on this show. Yes, that will be me. I'm Rutger Braspenning. I have my own company where I direct theater and give training. Let's listen to the show. Success starts with a great story, in business as in life. Your mission is to help healthcare leaders turn their science and technology into an irresistible story, to raise funding, grow a successful business and make the world a healthier place. A former scientist turned strategic storyteller, you have worked with some of the most admired healthcare companies, from startups to large corporations. Your business is called Chiaro, which is Italian for one, clear and understandable, and two, bright and brilliant. Let's see how brilliant we can make this conversation tonight. It's so great that you could join us. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. Was the introduction a bit of a write-off, Giuseppe? Yeah, it was perfect. Brilliant. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you, Rutger, for the introduction and the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here with you today, guys. Yeah, so great. So my first question is uh, also a little bit about storytelling. Of course, we're going to talk about storytelling the whole evening. Yes! So you essentially had three careers, one in academic research, one in biotech, and one in storytelling. Can you tell us a little bit more about those shifts and turns in your own story? Sure. Well, I like to think that uh, my career as a storyteller started earlier than that. And uh, I'm Italian. I grew up in Italy. And when I was a kid, our home was in front of the of an open air uh, cinema where every summer they would show a, a different movie mm-hmm. and we were i was 10 at that time and my friends and i didn't have the money to go every night to a movie but we knew the owner of the cinema and and the owner knew us and he knew we didn't have the money so he let us in for free so every night for the whole summer, we went to watch a different movie. And for a kid of 10, it, that was like paradise on earth. Yeah. And uh, those are some of the best memories I have from my childhood, going every night to the movies at night with my friends. And I remember thinking every time, you know, one day, one day I'm going to be a movie director. I'm going to make these movies. I'm going to make movies that children all over the world will watch and love. And then, you know how life goes, full of surprises. Then my, my parents divorced, we moved to a different home, and uh, I grew up, and for fast forward 20 years later, I find myself with a white lab coat uh, in a biology lab, peering through a microscope. I had become a scientist. <laughs> so much for a movie director. <laughs> but I, I love science. I love science. I work... Uh, in, at the university, I also worked in different biotech companies. But uh, although I love science very much, I hated to see so many brilliant ideas and so many brilliant colleagues fail. 
not because they didn't have a good idea, but they, they didn't have a good story for yeah. their ideas. And, and these brilliant ideas ended up forgotten on some scientific publications or sometimes just in a, in a drawer somewhere. So I thought, I'm going to fix that. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that these brilliant ideas, these brilliant scientists, these brilliant entrepreneurs, I'm going to really get a chance to make the world a, a healthier place. And I'm going to use the power of all these movies I watched as a kid, the power of storytelling. Oh, that's amazing. And that comes back, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it all started. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So uh, going a bit, little bit further into the, the storytelling, um, can you tell us like what makes for, for a good story? Well, there are, if you, you ask different people, they all give you a different answer, I guess. But all good stories have, have at least one element in common, and that is change. Mm-hmm. Good stories are about change. Things change. Things happen. If nothing happens, we don't pay attention. Uh, so, but if the phone starts ringing in the middle of the night, or if a big white shark hopper appears by a crowded beach, at the beginning of a summer, or if a huge meteorite is about to crash on planet Earth, that's when people start getting attention. So you need things to happen, stuff to change. And very often this changes for the worse. Mm -hmm. Not always, but very often it's for the worse because for some reason we just love to see other people getting into trouble. Yes, that's, that's the beauty of story. You know, we see other people getting into trouble and learning something from these troubles, and but we don't have to go through all these troubles. So. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm totally agree with you on that because people like to see change. I, I mean, when I hear your story about the little boy who's going to the uh, cinema every night of the summer uh, and then change into the man in a lab coat looking to, to, through a, a microscope uh, that's also and wanted to be a storyteller that's also somebody who wants to look through a lens so that's also a change right that you have uh, see all those movies filmed by a lens and then watch in really detail every every single thing thing and then come back to that story that's also a, I think a really good change to make Oh, that's a very nice way to say it. That's true. Yeah. 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 That was something what yeah. came up in my mind because <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to interview a storytelling. I'm, I'm a storyteller, somebody who tells story. I was very looking forward to it. But there's also one thing I think this is essential as well. Um, this question, um, why is storytelling so crucial for those entrepreneurs? Um, and in what ways can they can it help them? When when you when we hear the, the the word storyteller, storytelling, all sorts of images come up in our minds. But very often it's about you know it's a beautiful documentary or a movie or a TED presentation or a or a fairy tale, a book. Those are also stories, but in in, in their essence, stories are a tool to share something of value. You know probably cavemen started telling each other stories about things that happened 
to them while they were hunting. You know, at night, in the evening, after dinner, by the campfire, they were telling, they, they would tell each other that all sorts of things have happened to them and they would pass knowledge and insight through storytelling. Yeah. So stories are really about a, a tool to put ideas into the world and sharing them with other human beings. And that's exactly what entrepreneurs also need to do. They have some great ideas and they want to share it with the world. And they want, and they want the world to embrace it. And you need a story for that. Right. Yeah, in other words, you use storytelling as a tool to sell, uh, well, the, the solution that you want to bring to the world. Uh, to share the solution, yes. Yeah. And that's, uh, you, you, you said, perhaps I use the word sell. Mm -hmm. And that's, a, that's a perhaps a, 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 a very important difference between a, a sales pitch and a story. Okay. Because when you when you sell somebody something and imagine I don't know I was I was sitting in my office this evening and somebody came at my door they rang the bell and they wanted to I don't know I don't remember what it was it was for some some something something good for for, for I don't know what what kind of organization but I don't know about you guys but the moment somebody comes to my door and I can feel that they want something for me. You know, they want my time, they want my money, they want my attention. No matter how good the intentions are, the very our first reaction is, oh, I don't need it. You know, yeah. I, it's it's a human reaction, That's a true. very natural reaction. So, but but stories are the opposite of that. When you are telling a story, you are giving something. Mm -hmm. You are giving an insight, something that the audience didn't know before they didn't realize that so after they listen to the story if it is a good story they they gain something they learn something they didn't know before and that's really the opposite of selling stuff when you sell you want to get from people when yeah. you tell a story you give them something yeah and they can really decide what they do with that yeah it's a gift yeah all right very nice it's a gift. Nice. That's, I really like the, sense, the, the phrase that the story is a gift. If storytelling is not used per se like to sell, but more to give, then um, how as entrepreneurs can we use this in our pitches, for example? Yeah. Well, first of all, you have to, to, be, to, to have very clear in your mind what is it that you are giving the audience? What is your gift to the audience? If you don't have anything to give them, stay home. You know, you are wasting their time. You are yeah. selling. Yeah. You are you are using their time. You want something from them. That that's not good. You don't want to be in that position. Yeah. Because somebody said that people hate being sold to, but they love buying stuff that they get excited about. Yeah. You know, people that love gadgets, they stand in the line. For, to buy stuff. If you if you if you love a band, you you sleep in front of the ticket office to get a ticket. You know, we love buying stuff we get excited about, but we don't we don't like people selling stuff to us. So try always to remember that. What is the value that I'm bringing to this specific audience? Yeah, exactly. And and that, I think that it means that not only in your pitch when you when you're, for example, talking to investors or potential investors, um, um, how would you use uh, in the long run? I would say to um, your personal branding 
as entrepreneur? Well, for, for, first of all, so you mentioned pitching to investors. Um, so, and many entrepreneurs have this myth of investors. You know, I'm going to pitch to investors. I need to do fundraising with investors. But, you know, they say investors as if they were some creatures from, from a faraway planet <laughs> <laughs> with, with a different biology than ours. No. <laughs> Well, no, investors go. In, investors watch movies. Yeah. Investors read books. They binge watch TV series on Netflix. They love stories. Ask investors, and they will tell you. Because I do. I, because I really want to learn from investors, and they're they really love to hear an entrepreneur with a good story. They really love when they get excited about an idea or a product. They are gonna put money on. And so don't, don't say investors like you need to do some different things than, than a regular presentation with friends. Investors are also people. They want to hear a good story. But they are looking also for a very clear story. Yeah. Now, sometimes when we talk about our holidays, it can go all over the place. That's also a story. But investors want to be sure that you're, they want to hear a clear story. And they want to hear a clear story because the story for an investor the story of the company is also the strategy of the company okay. and if if the if the founder doesn't have a clear and well articulated story they think mm, perhaps the strategy is not really clear and well thought yeah through. that makes sense so so that's why for investors, is even more important to have a very clear story. For so, um, I'm wondering, like, I really understand what you're saying, that it's even more important to present a clear story. But uh, I think that's one of those things that's really easy to say, yeah, we need to make the story very clear, but then it's really hard to do. So... Do you have some tips on how we can make our stories clear? Well, having your making your story clear is very difficult. Yeah. For 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 if you if you are working on your own story, and a, a friend of mine said something once to me that uh, he said it feels like you are he was working with some colleagues on his own story. He said it feels like we are all in the bottle in a bottle with the team and. We are trying to read the label on the bottle, out, but the label is outside the bottle. <laughs> and we, just, we are just floating in this bottle, in this, and we cannot see what it is written on it. We can see that there is something written on the label. But if you, if you ask somebody from the outside, outside your bottle, please, can you read? What do you read on our label? Tell us. It's much easier. Yeah, I, I, that's a, a beautiful metaphor, I yeah, would say. Yeah. yeah, very nice. So so to be real practical is to ask uh, as many people about your story. What do you read about my story? Am I correct? That That's one way. Yeah. Ask, tell your story to different people and see how they react. Okay. Do they, do they, say, do they start looking, hey, what are you saying? I don't get it. Or then, then try to learn from their reaction. Or ask somebody, ask a professional um, to help you. I mean, yeah. th there are people that do it for, it's my job, for instance. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So, because there are also tools. I mean, story storytelling is. I mean, there are there are tools that movie directors use. Yeah. And uh, and screen, screen screenwriters use to to craft a story. So you don't have to start from scratch. Yeah. And these are very basic storytelling tools that you can use on your own story. Yeah. Yes, they are. And uh, maybe it's also nice to go a bit into those tools. Like, can you give one example of a tool that they can, for example, use to make their story more engaging? Um, well, the, the, the easiest thing is to uh, really use the elements of the story, the basic elements of all the stories that everybody, we all go to movies, so we all recognize them and yeah. we react to them. So every story has certain elements. It has a, a certain structure. All movies have the same structure. There is a beginning, a middle and an end. And that's very important. Because we need to, when we when we recognize, when we recognize these elements, then we know in which part of the movie we are. Yeah. So the beginning is an introduction, the middle is the change, and the end is the resolution. The the, the happy ending or the sad ending doesn't matter. Yeah. So you need to have very a, a very clear beginning, a very clear middle, and a very clear end. Uh, another element is the change. I told you something needs to change. If yeah. you don't have a a but, then perhaps you you need to go back to your pitch. If there is no surprise element, if you are not surprising the audience at any point, then then you don't have a story. Yeah, it's really, really this during that surprise moment that's where the audience learns something. Yeah, and I think the audience. Oh know. man. Yeah, and and I think also I totally agree though, because I think also the audience wants to be um, surprised by your story, story to, that yeah. to see that change and to see. Um, I like to call what you said about the uh, beginning, middle, and the end. Uh, I like to call it the law of three, because you mm-hmm. always have three parts of a story. Um, yeah. Because you said directors use them, well, I, I direct plays as well, and I, I I recognize it immediately when you say that. It's very nice to hear. And and another element that many founders uh, get wrong is the the year of the story. You no, know, there is change. There is a problem. Uh, you know, founders and entrepreneurs often pitch a solution to a problem. Yeah that they want to sell to clients or to investors or to other companies, whatever. But the, 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 in, every sto- the, in every story, there's a hero who is going to fix this problem. But the hero is not the storyteller. You know, the hero is not the director of the movie. The hero of the story is not the, the writer of the book. Mm. So if you are telling the story, you cannot be the hero of your own story. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard that before. It, yeah. it doesn't work like it doesn't work like that. I mean, if you are telling this, you, it, people don't get excited. I mean, it's your story, whatever. It might be interesting, but it's not a, it's not a story because the idea of a story is that the audience become is should be the hero. You know, you make you write you tell a story that allows the audience to become the hero. When I watch, um, I don't know. Kill Bill, my favorite movie. 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, have you watched Kill Bill? Yeah, I, I, I did, I did. No, she I didn't. Did. Okay, well, I become, the, the main character is a woman, Uma Thurman. I, as a man, I feel I become Uma Thurman. You, know? yeah, you, you want to kill Bill in the story. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not about Quentin Tarantino who made the movie. It's about me. It, I become, I enter the movie. Yeah. So if you're pitching something, make sure that the audience becomes the hero of your story. Yeah, so, so you shouldn't say, okay, I had this problem and this is the solution, but you should kind of get the audience in a state that they can see them having the problem. And maybe there's another person that's kind of the, the, the hero in your story, uh, like you're, you're telling about your neighbor or someone else. Is that a good way to then go around that or? Um, well, um, partly there is a problem and there is a hero and the hero has to fix this problem. So uh, your role is, if you are an entrepreneur with a certain product, your role, you give, you have, there is another important element in stories and that's the special gift the special yeah. gift or the special power or the superpower, mm-hmm. you know, the incredible Hulk can become a huge green monster. Or uh, Uma Thurman in Kill Bill gets the, 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 the sword. Uh, every hero needs a tool, a super, a magic tool. And your product is the tool that will allow the audience or your clients or your investors to fix this problem in the world but they need they will do it yeah yeah you know when you buy when you buy a tesla car you can contribute to making the world a better place you yeah not that's how it that's how it works not yeah. elon musk but you no yeah. no you exactly that's why you get excited because you can play a part you can be the hero in a very in a great story, the yeah. story of, of saving the world. Wow. That's and amazing. E- yeah, everybody <laughs> wants to be a hero, of course. Everybody wants to be a hero, of course. We yeah. just love it. Yeah, that's why exactly. it's movies. I feel like buying a Tesla now. <laughs> <laughs> you said that, well, maybe. Do you think that Tesla is a good, just a quick question, do you think that's a good story to tell? If you like, it's, uh, I mean, Elon Musk is a great storyteller, uh, whether you like him or not as an entrepreneur, uh, and you might like Tesla or not, but it, 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 not all stories resonate with everybody. I mean, some, some, not everybody likes Kill Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, we are in a very different situation right now here in the Netherlands, because, um, well, I would say that the lockdown is slowly ending a little bit but just really quick back um how, how do you think that the covid 19 has affected storytelling oh that's a, a very interesting question i think every entrepreneur is asking themselves uh, the mm-hmm. same question you know and and the answer is a resounding yes because when something you know stories are about change as we discussed and when when a big sometimes changes are really huge they are like uh, 
apocalyptic changes, catastrophic changes. <laughs> and this COVID-19 is one of those changes. Yeah. It's like the meteorite that is hitting the earth and everybody is affected one way or the other. So it means that every entrepreneur, every business owner needs to reconsider their own story. Yeah. And think, how is my story different now after this? There is a big change. And what does the change imply for my, for my clients and for myself, but especially for my clients? You cannot, you cannot keep telling the same story that you were telling a month, uh, six months ago. It, it's uh, it's like it's like an old movie when uh, you know like an old movie when something happens something really it, now it looks ridiculous because yeah we don't we don't we don't make those jokes anymore we don't say those things anymore it's it's like just outdated yeah true yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to be an outdated movie <laughs> you want to be a classic movie you mean a movie that everybody will watch years from now yeah. So how can we do that? Be a classic movie right now in this time. It's it's uh, it's about understanding the 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 personal problems of of your clients, of customers, or investors. Yeah. Entrepreneurs have a solution to a problem, and very often the problem is a practical problem. I, I work in the healthcare and. My clients have a solution for, I don't know, data storage or safety or of, of patient records or new medicines for diseases. Those are very practical solutions. But um, people, we, we pitch generally a, a, a concrete problem, but people tend to react to emotional problems. You know, you, I can tell you for one year, that cigarettes are bad for you mm -hmm. and you might change, you might stop smoking or not. But if I, if I manage to, to touch you at a personal level, because something in your personal life happens, perhaps somebody in your, in your family gets sick or whatever, when the problem becomes personal, then you, then things happen. Yeah. So what is, so the way to stay, to stay, um, to stay, not to become obsolete in your business or in your story, is to understand, so not to change, you cannot change the solution because that's your problem. But you can change, you can understand what the personal problem or personal struggle of your clients is now because of COVID. Yeah. And try to, if you understand that, you will know how to position your product yeah. in a way that helps them. So, it's more yeah so don't uh so do not only um i'm looking for the right words so do not only make your story uh be reasonable but also touch your audience on an yes. emotional level and that can be any way you like, but be aware of what situation somebody could be, have been in. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I feel like exactly. I do also recognize that we talk a lot now about brands and companies that have been sensitive and unsensitive in this time. Mm -hmm. 
So I think that that also relates to the way you either take all these emotions into account, which makes you more sensitive in your communication then and in your storytelling, or you just keep like having the more practical uh, approach. Yeah. That's yeah, and I, I, I would, I, I could talk on like for another hour about this uh, topic. I would say, but um, I'm almost out of drink, just so to say. Uh, and 30 minutes has gone by. Yeah, so let's take a little break here. Yeah, Giuseppe, uh, I really enjoy uh, talking to somebody who's working in stories in quite a different way than I am, because you are more like working with practical uh, issues. And I'm more like just um, entertaining. Uh, and this is uh, sometimes really the same. <laughs> and sometimes really different, and I really look forward <laughs> after the break uh, uh, to the lightning round because I'm okay. Excellent. Let's take a little break here. Yes, and actually, we want to use these breaks to promote the businesses of our listeners in return for a small donation. Yeah, and right now the price is set on 20 euros. So visit firstorderpodcast.com/support to take full advantage of this offer. Where do I have to go? firstorderpodcast.com slash support You can also support us if you don't want to get mentioned on the show Then again, go to firstorderpodcast.com slash support Where? firstorderpodcast.com slash support Now let's return to the show We're back Yes, we're back Giuseppe, we're back Yes Okay, let's continue because we are going to do the lightning round. And the lightning round is going to ask you a few questions and you have to answer them as short as possible. Are you ready? I am ready. Shoot. Okay, <laughs> let's go. What is your all-time favorite story? And I mean a book, a movie, a comic, whatever you can imagine. Kill Bill, Quentin Tarantino, of course. Yes, <laughs> of we already course. talked about it. Yeah, the, yeah, nice. And, nice. Oh, uh, and when you were going to the movie theater as a little boy, what was then your favorite story? Jaws. Oh, Jaws. Oh, that's, that's very scary. Yeah, nice. Um, who has impacted your own story uh, the most and why? Let's say two sentences. <laughs> My, my mentor during my PhD, one of the best scientists I've worked with and one of the most gifted storytellers I've worked with. Nice. If you could be a member of any TV sitcom family, which would it be? I'll pass on this one because I don't watch TV sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> next, next. Okay, next one. Um, what has been your big obstacle in life? Ooh, I'm an introvert, big time introvert. And that's complicated when you're a storyteller. Yeah. I can imagine. I can uh, attest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's jump a little bit ahead. Where will your story take you next? Um, I'd love to find a co-founder. And Suzanne, this will resound with you, probably, yes. because it's it's hard doing this all on your own. Yeah, it is. Well, this was the fastest lightning round ever. Yeah, it was. 
was really fast. Yeah, it was really fast, but very good nonetheless. Nonetheless. And I think we also come to an end to our podcast right now, right? Yeah, I think so. It's a shame, though. I'm so used to you you doing the closings as you did it last week. Okay, sure. Um, Yeah. Uh, Giuseppe, is there anything we missed uh, that you'd like to share uh, with our listeners? Uh, just a parting thought. I was in town the other day and I saw a, a, I was, I saw a backpack and there was a, a, a big text on it. And it said, bad decisions make good stories. And I found, wow, I wanted to share this with you. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah, can you repeat it, repeat it one more time, please? Bad decisions make good stories. Bad decisions make good stories. Such well, a good parting thought. Yeah. And if listeners want to know more about you or want to find you in one way or another. Or want to improve their own story. Exactly. They want to find their change in their story. They want to find their end or middle or beginning. Where can they find you? Well, they can go to my website at kiaro.nl. And I have a blog there where I I share thoughts, ideas and suggestions on, on storytelling. Okay, nice. Well, thank you very much for sharing and for giving us your story. Yes, really nice. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the best in finding a co-founder. I think it will be easy for you. And uh, we can talk about it later if you wish. We will. Thank you, Rutger. Thank you, Suzanne. And uh, until the next time. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you like the show, please go to iTunes to give us a review, so other people will be able to find us as well. Go to our website, First Order Podcast, for more content. And if you have any questions or comments, you can reach us through email, firstorderofbusiness at outlook.com. Which email? Firstorderofbusiness at outlook.com. But we knew the owner of the... Yep, I'm very sure there was a Someone knock on the door. <laughs> Someone's knocking on the door. <coughs> terrible time. Yes, terrible time. Sorry. It's okay. It's part it's of it. It's a real thing. It's a real thing, right? Yeah. <laughs>